and it's broadening the perspective. And that's our argument. You need to broaden the perspective so that students' voices are integral and deeply ingrained in the process of doing school change. Why knowledge matters. Welcome, I'm your host, Yannick, and now joining me, Joseph Levitin, a professor at McGill University at the Department of Education. Welcome, uh, Joseph. I'm so happy to have you here back again. And this time you talk about your recent published book, Student Voice Research, published together with Mark Brasov. Welcome, Joe. Thanks, Anik. It's great to be here. What made you write the book in the first place, Joe? Yep. So student voice research theory, methods and innovations from the field is really a book about something that I think a lot of people who work in education oftentimes overlook, which is the process of engaging with students to actually learn about the organization and to learn about what kind of changes are actually necessary. Um, oftentimes we think about things, you know, people in education, people in education reform think about things kind of at an abstract level or at a policy level or based on certain principles, but we forget or we don't even consider what it actually means to the students. And students have a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of experience because they are the ones who are most involved in schooling. I mean, schooling is for and about them, but most of the time people may talk to students kind of casually. People may not even think about students, but actually engaging in deep research about schools and about school change needs to. And that's what the, the argument that we have in this book is that it needs to involve students if it's going to be sustainable, if it's going to actually be good, if it's actually going to improve the learning of the students themselves. And so because of all of this talk that happens kind of at a level above students, um, we wrote a book that really looks at how you can engage in thoughtful um, processes with students to collect and analyze and make decisions using data from uh, conversations with students, from students engaging in the research themselves, from adults and students uh, working together to actually improve uh, a school. That sounds a very uh, tedious process because obviously there is also this, uh, this to some extent, these clashes between experience and ideas, right? And oftentimes, as we all know, is that usually, you know, parents, they simply know better. They know actually what a kid needs, right? So it's basically uh, really, you know, ingrained in, in who we are, you know, in our very biology. So uh, this really sounds super interesting interesting but also you know tedious as i just said so really yep. congrats to you that you you take this on which is also in so many ways also political of course so and, and now I, sorry to interrupt but i think that was a really important point you made which is the idea that there are clashes between kind of the parents and adults and the students i think that that's one of the things that we really talk about in this book is that we're not saying that adults are wrong we're not saying that parents are wrong but if we ignore the perspectives of students they may be wrong and we wouldn't even know it and so that's the important thing it's not that it's just working with students but it's working with students in dialogue with parents in dialogue with other adults with educationalists and it's 
broadening the perspective. And that's our argument. You need to broaden the perspective so that students' voices are integral and deeply ingrained in the process of doing school change. So sorry to interrupt, but I just thought that that was a really important point because we're not we're not saying that, you know, adults are going to be wrong about education, but they could be. And if you don't think about it from the perspective of students as well, then you would miss something very, very important. Yeah, that's very important. No, of course, I mean, there is always a, this discussion of, you know, you know, what do we value more? And I think that's perfect. What you really try to do to bridge the gap between experience and, you know, students, you know, and youth, right, which is really important and relevant and also tedious, as I said. And that's why I admire the work that you're doing, because today we talk a lot about dialogue, but dialogue is not an easy process. It is extremely difficult, you know, to actually have dialogues, especially in, in the world we live in, uh, because it's also so fast paced and because of many other reasons. Now, what was the most challenging part of writing the book? student voice research um uh, you know when you have great collaborators it's really like this book was a really kind of uh fun and, and interesting process I, I don't know if there was much of a challenge um you know both mark and i have had over a decade of experience doing student voice research the authors in the chapter we have a bunch of authors some of the biggest authors um and scholars in student voice research, wrote chapters about their methodologies and their processes. Um, so I wouldn't say there's a huge, this this book, you know, sometimes books can be a challenge because, um, you know, there might be issues with authors or it just might be a difficult intellectual task. This book was really kind of like a pouring forth of, of experience and analysis and tying that all together um, with a great collaborator and a number of great collaborators. So I would say that it was really, um, you know, I think that the most difficult part was just to find the time to, to be able to write everything um, because, you know, being a professor, you, you have to do a bunch of different things and um, you know, just being able to devote that time was probably the hardest part, but once we were actually together uh, writing, it was, it was really, really great. How long did it take you to ultimately finish the book? So it took, we actually started, the idea actually um, came about uh, in 2019 pre-pandemic. And so we did our submission, we got everybody together and, and submitted a proposal to Teachers College Press, Columbia University, um, and they accepted the proposal and then COVID happened. And so everything got topsy-turvy. So for the first year after the proposal got accepted, we got you know, we kind of had to slow things down. Um, and then it took about a year and a half before everything was finished and then it got published. So it took, a, it takes a long time to write a book. Um, and uh, the pandemic did not help with that, but uh, the writing of our, like uh, the book is structured in with the introductory section that looks at the kind of um, procedural knowledge and philosophical under underpinnings of what it means to do student voice research and how that is um, associated with things like social justice, with equity, with you know democracy. So creating democratic schools, um, 
And then we go into chapters with our uh, authors who show how their methodologies that they use in their research contribute to things like democratic schooling and social justice. And we also critically analyze the field of student voice research because there are things that student voice research as a field can do better. And so we talk about that as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's important to be self-reflective in the process of thinking about different research methodologies that are designed to do something in, in the world. Um, and that's what we were doing. And we wanted to make sure that we were critical and thoughtful while also recognizing those values and those philosophical underpinnings that motivate this work uh, and how important they are. What impact do you hope this book will have on students, parents, and schools in general? So this book is, in my mind, is a really useful guidebook. So for people who are interested in improving schools. And I think there are a lot of people who are interested in improving schools. So I'd recommend it to anybody who wants to include um, students. This book provides the procedural knowledge. So there's a, you know, there's a difference between procedural knowledge and declarative knowledge. Declarative knowledge is where like, you know, the mitochondria is the motor of the um, cell. You know, that's a declarative knowledge. Procedural knowledge is how to go about engaging in some kind of process for positive results. And this book is really highlighting the procedural knowledge. So it's almost, it's not like a how-to in the sense that it's not like here's step one, step two, step three, but it offers uh, examples and questions for people to engage in this kind of work in student voice research and how to do that in a way that um, will lead towards improvement in the schools, more democratic schooling and, and social justice. So I hope the impact is that somebody can pick it up, read the first three chapters and say, okay, I understand now, one, why student voice research is so important and how it can lead to better schools. Two, the questions and considerations and the ways of listening and the ways of engaging with students that will actually lead to real and authentic and useful student voice research. And then hopefully they can read each of the chapters to see different examples of how people do that because there's things like uh, photo voice or using things like yarn to map out different ways of social interactions and other kind of innovative uh, methodologies for research that all tie back to what we call the student voice research framework that has um, a, a few different principles to it that uh, allow people to really engage in this work. Joe, what makes you feel alive? I think for me, um, the thing that makes me feel most alive is when uh, people get together to do something of value for others. Um, and, you know, that's one of the reasons that student voice research is so important. And that also you know, makes me feel alive because we had a bunch of great uh, colleagues and collaborators working on this book. And when people do that to make a real tangible uh, contribution to to some kind of space, you know, whether it's a school, whether it's a community to solve an issue, to, um, you know, make some improvements that, you know, in that collaboration, I think that's really great. And that makes me feel alive. Also, you know, playing sports like soccer, but, uh, you know, I think <laughs> of course. main driving, uh, um, work. And, and the reason that I do this work is because it's, uh, you know, to, to be able to experience, people collaborating in ways that it, that are really thoughtful and caring and considerate of the world and of others. That's really powerful. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really about connection, right? I mean, living is really connecting with people, you know, connecting dots, you know, looking backwards and, you know, as uh, Steve Jobs so nicely put it, right? And then really making meaning of uh, all the connection and relationship we have. That's, I think, what makes us uh, feel alive. That's beautiful. Now, what's the first thing you do in the morning when you get up? Um, first thing I do in the morning is I usually just sit and do nothing for five, ten minutes just to kind of let my body get acclimated to the day and then I'll get up with a positive energy. Really nice. And what's the first thought you usually have when you wake up? Um, usually the... I don't know if I have a first thought. Usually the first thing that happens when I wake up is that I listen. Um, sometimes they're roosters, you know, when I'm working in Peru, sometimes it might be cars, sometimes it might be crickets, sometimes it's just the wind blowing, but I like to just listen. Uh, that's the, the first thing I like to do. Beautiful. Joe, thank you so much for this conversation. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And um, I put the link below here. So if you want to purchase the book Student Voice Research, published and written by Mark Brazov and Joseph Levitin. I highly recommend it. Outstanding resource, I think, for anyone who wants to learn more about student voice and research and, you know, how to really improve our schools. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Joe, for being on the show. Great. It was great to be here. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for the conversation. Joseph Levitin. That's why knowledge matters.